You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part one of three, entitled, A Serial Killer Surrenders to Christ, by Marjorie Mayfield. This particular day, I uh, had gotten in my Suburban, was leaving my home that morning, and the Spirit of God spoke to me to go back into my house to get a book of Scripture and that I had compiled, uh, you know, two years previous to that. I'd been adding to it, and it contained nothing but Scripture that I would confess and uh, with the intent of just letting that Word live and abide in my heart. So I got that book, and I put it in my car, and along with about four evangelistic magazines and about ten evangelistic tapes <laughs> that I had sitting in my car, and I was on my way to do a, some volunteer work, and I went to do that, and on the way home, I had to get a few more Christmas presents, and across the street was a Kmart, which I had only gone to twice in nine years. It was not a a stopping off point for me, really. It isn't even on the way to my house, but I went into the Kmart, was there about an hour, and came out to my car. As I was approaching the car, I felt a gun in my back and I turned around and this this man looked at me and he was shaking crying uh, he looked like a rabid dog really I don't know how else to explain it but he looked satanic and the first thing I thought was you're gonna die today that was the first thought that went through me but with my mouth, I said, do you know Jesus Christ? <laughs> and <laughs> he looked at me and he said, no, I don't. Get in this car. And <laughs> so I got in the car. He made me sit over in the passenger side. Of course, I did not realize this man, I hadn't been watching the news or read the newspapers. At this particular time, they had helicopters circling the city of San Antonio looking for him. He had been on the FBI's 10 most wanted list, uh, as I understand, for the last 10 years. Had been eluding the FBI, and uh, he had raped and brutally murdered women all over the country and was known for his intense hate for women. I knew none of this. And, uh, in fact, some friends later told me that the police were going up and down the, some of the neighborhoods there telling women to get into their homes. And uh, here I was with this man. Well, as I said, I sat in the passenger side, and he was in the driver's seat. He lo I have an electronic door lock, which he locked. And the next thing he began to tell me was, sit on your hands. I want you to sit on them, because if you try to move, I will kill you. He had killed a girl in early morning at 2 a.m., and I was in the car with him 2 in the afternoon is when he abducted me. And um, she had tried to escape, and he shot her. 
which I did not know anything about this either. As I was sitting on my hands, he began to tell me how he had escaped, the police had raided uh, an apartment where he had was keeping a girl tied up. She was kidnapped. And he evidently, they raided the apartment and he escaped through the window. He said, I've been running all over town. I had a little bit of money and I've been taking buses all over the city. And uh, he said, a strange thing happened. I went into a church this morning and I didn't know what to do. So I just walked out and I said, I've been sitting at this Kmart for hours. While he was telling me this, he was crying and shaking. But the Spirit of God was uh, mighty in me and I said, what's your name? And he said, it's Stephen. And I said, I'm going to put my hands on you and pray for you right now. And he said, no, you're not. I don't want to be prayed for. And I said, be quiet and shut your mouth. And I just put my hands on him. (laughs) And, uh, of course, I can't remember everything I said, but uh, it was something to the effect of I take authority over every demonic force in this man. You know that I serve the Lord Jesus Christ, and I declare right now, you have no dominion over this man. Sin shall not have dominion over him. He has dominion over you, and I have dominion over you, and he will be serving Jesus Christ before this day ends. And, of course, after this, he looked at me and he said, I can't believe this. I'm in the car with a religious freak. (laughs) He said... I don't want to steal anything from you. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to do anything that would hurt you. I just want to talk to you. I need help. (laughs) And so, you know, I put my hands back under me. I was going to sit on him. He said, don't do that. He said, I just want to talk to you. (laughs) So, um, anyway, I said, you know something? You think that you abducted me today, but God put me in this car with you. And I said, you've been telling me that you want to kill yourself and end your life and I said I want to tell you something if you kill yourself today you've led a life that's hell on this earth and I said if you kill yourself today you're going to to the real hell Stephen and it's thousands of times worse than any hell you've ever encountered in this earth and I said Jesus Christ put me in this car with you to tell you your time is short if you don't accept him you will go to the real hell and I said you deserve to go there But Jesus Christ paid the penalty. He went to hell for you in your behalf so that you would not have to go there. And I said, there is not one person that deserves it, but we serve a God of love. He said, listen, he said, you know, you have this calmness about you. I had a a calmness come over me, a very strong calmness. And he said, why aren't you trying to escape out of this car? You don't seem like you're afraid. And I said, I'm not. I said, you know something, Stephen? There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. And uh, this, we were still in the parking lot of Kmart talking. And he said, you know, I think I want to get a Coke. And so we drove over to, uh, you know, a Whataburger and got a Coke. And he, uh, <clears throat> you know, the fear started to come upon him again. And he said, I know I'm going to kill myself today. I know there's going to be a road blockade out for me. And... Uh, I I said, let me tell you something. I said, there's a scripture in the word of God that says, if God be for you, who can be against you? And I said, Stephen, if you've got God Almighty on your side and the whole world is against you, who do you think is going to win? And he said, 
the one that has God. And I said, all right. And uh, he calmed down considerably. And he said, I want you to lead me to a secluded spot where we can just talk. I just want to talk to you. And, um, of course, he assured me not to try anything funny. But I, I wasn't about to, you know. I did, it wasn't even in my heart to try anything like that. Because uh, I had... The compassion of Jesus Christ just overwhelmed me. I had a, um, a lot of compassion for this man that goes... When you walk in the Spirit of God, it goes against your natural mind. Your natural mind is repulsed almost by this individual. But the love of God is a love that knows no barriers. It is beyond the sense realm, beyond the reason realm. It goes beyond that. It's the... Uh, capacity to love the unlovable and to go beyond feeling or reason and anyway I, I led him to a secluded place but he it was right by a 7-eleven and that's where he wanted to be because he said it would look strange uh if we weren't in an area where people were walking around so i you know i didn't care where we were as long as uh you know i was sharing the word of god with him and I parked by the 7-Eleven, and <clears throat> he began to tell me, I will never go back to prison. I'll never go there again. And I said, you know something? You're in prison right now. You don't need to go be behind bars. You're in prison right now, Stephen. And he said, you know, you're right. I am. And uh, he said, you know, I feel more love for you than anyone I have ever known. I feel more love from you than I have from anyone in my entire life. And I said, well, you know what it is, Stephen, is Jesus is not going to manifest himself to you in the flesh unless it's a phenomena, but he will appear to you through his people. And the love of God is, is more powerful than your hate, Stephen. It's a more powerful force than your hate or resentment. And I said, you know, uh, Stephen, it says in the Word of God that God so loved the world it doesn't say God so hated the world or so condemned the world. It says God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And I said, actually, you have had a stronghold, a satanic stronghold around you for years. And he said, you know, this, this Satan thing you keep talking about, he said, I know that force. I've done many things that I haven't wanted to do with my will. I have not wanted to do them, but I just give in to it and do these things not knowing why I do them. And he said, you know, I've had this driving force of hate and resentment in me ever since I can remember. Uh, he had a, just a horrible childhood. His mother did not like him, in fact, hated him. Evidently, she did not love his father and transferred that hate to him. And, and he chose to harbor resentment against that. You know, we have the power of choice in this life to choose, just like we have the power to choose Jesus Christ. And he chose to walk in that resentment and uh, got into the drug world and that resentment built into hate and hatred for women and then rape and murder. And he said, you know, I can tell you've never had anything bad happen to you in your life. And, of course, any God's going to love you. You've never had anything happen to you and you've always been a model person and all this. And, and But look at me, you know, you don't really know who I am because you won't let me tell you about it everything I've done and and I said I don't want to know what you've done I really don't I said Jesus Christ knows what you've done in your life 
he went to the cross in your behalf and went to hell in your behalf to battle Satan in your behalf and be raised from the dead in your behalf so you could live in this life as a new creature in Christ and as more than a conqueror in this life. And um, he just looked at me like, I cannot believe you, lady. <laughs> and he said, well, I, I want you to call your husband and tell him that you are all right. And by this time, it was 6.30. He had abducted me at 2. It was 6.30. I called home, and uh, my husband had been playing golf with the man that owns Maggie's, where the girl had been murdered the night before, and they were talking about this. You know, you, you'd never even consider in a million years that your wife was with someone like this. You know, it's always someone else. And anyway, he got home, and I called him, and... I said, I'm out, and I will be home later this evening. And he said, what's the matter with you? You sound different. When I heard his voice, fear started creeping in on me because my thought, the thought that came to me is, when are you going to see your family again? When are you, will you ever get home? See, Satan will plant these doubts and fears to try to get you off the Word of God. <laughs> my voice was shaky when I was talking to my husband and he said I've lived with you almost 10 years and I can tell something's wrong with you what's the matter with you and I said nothing I'll be home later of course then he said well don't forget we're going out with so and so <laughs> you know he had no idea what was going on so uh, I hung the phone up and uh, got into the car and Stephen said what's the matter with you you're not as calm as you've been all day he could sense that fear instantly and I was, you know, the plan wasn't going like I thought it was going to go. So this doubt and fear was creeping in, like I told you. But, you know, after, after him saying to me, you look a little shaky, then I said, look, Stephen, I said, right now we're just going to pray. And I took authority over the spirit of fear, and I said, you know, God has a plan today, and I'm not going to try to play God. So let's just flow with his spirit, because he's going to lead and guide us and show us exactly what to do. And we both began. He got calm the minute I did, and we both got back in the car. And uh, he mentioned, why don't I go to uh, through Austin? So right then, uh, all during this entire day, I was praying in the spirit, not uh, he could not hear me but I was praying constantly while he was sitting there talking he'd talk and I'd pray in the spirit I told him I said uh, Stephen I feel the Lord is telling us not to go to Austin but I said the spirit of God keeps telling me to go to Kerrville for some reason well by this time he says I'll do what you want to do he said are you an angel <laughs> I felt like saying just ask my husband sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't say that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.